It's April 30th, 2020, and this is Diz Podopolis, where we talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep in dreams you will lose your heartaches whatever you wish for you keep have faith in your dreams in someday your rainbow will come shining For joining us on another episode of Diz Podopolis, and this is episode 33, and we are well into April. I think we've been uh, self-distancing and quarantining for about 30 days now. How are you doing, Fiona? You want to say hi to everybody out there? I'm Chip. I'm the IT guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from, sweetie? Okay, since since we say quarantine days me it, it, they could think this is a takeover for for disney plus i've been interacting with the the muppet a- abc show oh okay is that a character on the show yeah obviously chip chip the muppet has been a past past member yeah i, I was soaring I was trying not to have having sad thoughts with, with the show okay but i i did have a lot of feelings why it why a target adults and I I was kind of right it was kind it was kinda, it was almost like the Muppets meets the office meets like like that like almost like Saturday night, late night life Saturday late night okay so it was a little more on the adult side for you but there's chip the IT guy I get it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gotta have an IT guy yeah, but yeah, I did felt some little little funnies to the show. Okay. Like like Am Amel having a drum off. Yeah, and you you yeah you did have a conversation with with Elias about the show, about the show, saying like, why is it meant to be all all adulty? Well, I said there's a lot of sassy argument and several oh my gods. Like how's how's that adult? Adulty, I, I thought there was meant to be mentions about, about cuss words and and such. Well, but technically, it's just it's just like the basic PG PG audience. Like if you say anything about your about your skin or you have diabetes, that that's still in the, that that that's still for an older audience. Okay. Yeah, well, there's going to be some subjects that are definitely for an older audience, and that's what you were talking to about. It's hard to explain to Elias. He probably wouldn't understand a lot of the humor because he's only 10, and so it's more of adult humor instead of where you see in the Muppets a lot of the good dad jokes out there and a lot of puns. Yeah, and and I didn't mention everything talking. Like, if I can think Muppet being as, like, Toontown, but everything's all stuff animal type. So there's no inanimate objects speaking on the show, and you kind of missed that? Yeah, 
Yeah, no grooving and dancing to whatever I'm watching. So as you can see, Fiona is spending her time <laughs> watching <laughs> lots and lots of Muppets. We've watched uh, Treasure Island and Great Muppet, Muppet, Muppet Caper. Mu- Great Muppet Caper, that was this week. And now you're going into the ABC Muppet Show. Well, I have a new favorite character. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, we got to tell everybody who the character is. <laughs> they don't know. Okay. <laughs> One, one more thing about the ABC show. Okay. Um, like, it wasn't like they were almost trying to mimic a Adult Swim show because it aired at nighttime. They were or they were not? It wasn't like... Okay, it's not I, like I the Adult in, Swim. I was having in mind. Oh, okay, that's good. Okay, but Beaker is the one. I beg yes, yes. So Beaker is Fiona's new fun character friend. We might have to find a plush Beaker. They do exist. I'm, I'm sure you've looked into it. <laughs> well, when the, well, technically, if I met today, we are still on our Hollywood Studios line. Oh yes, yes. Well, we gotta let Ryan introduce himself. Hey, Ryan, why don't you say hi to everybody out there? <laughs> hi, how's it going? Welcome, and I'm glad you're joining us tonight. <laughs> we can... I think the Muppets is a great thing to be watching too at this time. Yes, yes. For sure. Yeah, I do. I enjoy the Muppets. Yeah, but I am talking about the wrong Disney bot series. Yes. Um, well, yeah, it's kind of it, it, the relationship that Disney has with the Muppets is an interesting one, um, you know, because obviously they're in the parks with the 3D movie. And uh, obviously a lot of these shows with ABC, doing a show with ABC and uh, a lot of it being on Disney Plus. So they have that relationship. I think it. It is just primarily the Muppets and not all of the Henson creations. We're seeing those are, some are still on PBS. Uh, some, I believe, did some Netflix. They did the Dark Crystal series, I believe. So You kind of get to the twist yes, with yeah. Mom's Childhood. Yeah, the Dark Crystal. That's another one for another time. <laughs> 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 So I was going to say for Hollywood Studios, it felt like when we were walking around the parks, I felt like I saw like several people with Kermit plushes. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they do have uh, definitely a Muppets area in Hollywood Studios. And now we're going to be talking about, as you said, another the Disney bought franchise. Disney property that they bought. Yes. They bought um, the um, Lucasfilm. Yeah. But, but sorry. another try, try to grow up with series Marvel. All right, so, but we're not talking about Marvel tonight. Yeah, no, so get out of the M&Ms. The M&Ms. <laughs> Muppets and Marvel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so what are we talking about tonight, Fiona? Yeah, so Star Wars. Star yes, Wars Yes, guys. Woo-hoo. I need to also keep up. People are trying to make me keep up with Star Wars. We are. We keep making you keep up with Star Wars. And your brother does too. And your dad does too. (laughs) So yeah, we're going to be talking about Star Wars land today because Fiona and I were able to uh, visit the new area on our last trip to Walt Disney World. And uh, pretty exciting. Uh, We had a lot of fun. Um, It was, it's interesting because I listened to a lot of podcasts and we, uh, I didn't watch videos, but had kind of looked up pictures and stuff like that. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be. And I'm glad 
that that happened. But we'll kind of walk through that later. But first, uh, we wanted to ask the question. Fiona, you ready? You got the question for okay. us? What will be the, the best pilotier in in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? Okay, so what position would you like to be on the Millennium Falcon and Smuggler's Run? So there's three to choose from. There's pilot. Which I thought there was, there was four because I have uh, the lieutenant in mine because... Mom said that was that was a strategy for games. <laughs> well, Ryan, I think Ryan was saying that Lieutenant maybe mm-hmm. was something you got from games. Yeah, video games. Uh-huh. So there's the pilot, and that's the one you see in all the commercials where you get to jump to light speed. The one on the right gets to jump to, to light speed. Um, there's one goes up and down and one goes back and forth, like left to right and up, you know, up and down uh, position. Then there's the gunners. So there's two gunners where you go pew, 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 pew. And then there's a main bomb that takes off. I, I don't know. I, we only wrote it twice, and I'm sure there's a technical term for that one. And then the engineer is kind of the guy who fixes everything and gets to enjoy the ride a little bit more and see what's happening. And you might you might see what, what I might uh, – my, my thoughts are going to strategy on that. Okay, good, good. I'd like to hear your thoughts. All right, so do you want to be a pilot, a gunner, or an engineer? Fiona, are you going first? So. Oh, yeah, she's going first. Yeah, I, I would be an engineer because I could just press the simple buttons and enjoy the rest of the ride. There you go. <laughs> because, as usual, I like to always relax on speedy rides. <laughs> Because it's like, if I'm on a video game, it's like me stressing with, with my new work. Yeah. Yeah, I would say if you're the pilot, you cannot relax. <laughs> no, no. And, and we were talking a little bit before the show. It is all about perspective with these jobs. You can find mm. the fun element in all of them and just realize what they are. So, okay, Ryan, do you want to be a pilot, an engineer, or a gunner? Um, that's easy. I want to be the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the person driving the thing. Because for, for broadcast, you always you always try to let us think of ideas. There you go. There you go. Mm, so the one yeah. on the right goes up and down, and the one on the left goes left to right. And does the one on the right, is that what sends it into light speed too? Yes. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay. And specifically the one on the right. Because <laughs> I want to send this into light speed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But, you know, I'm not going to, like, hang, like, my entire Walt Disney World vacation on getting that exact position. <laughs> you know, uh, if I were an engineer in the back, I would enjoy the ride, too. Yes, yes. You should never, you know, hang your entire trip on being able to complete one thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're setting oh. yourself up there i'm just gonna throw that out oh out yes there. yes 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 um so i was able to do two positions i did i do gunner the first time and i was pilot the second time and i have to say the pilot is super fun it is like i enjoyed doing both of them but it's like, it was funny because i was the pilot with elias my 10 year old son and he got the up and down and I let him do the jump to light speed. But it was amazing how many people in our family did not want to be pilot. Like they were all really nervous. It was funny. <laughs> I'm a 
very anxious, nervous crew. So I did the pilot the second time. Um, and I got to go left to right. And I learned a lot. Like you could definitely tell at some of the points, you're not controlling it. They're controlling it for you. And you could kind of tell when you were like in control again, they give you a big like box that you needed to, to get into. So, um, yeah, no, I enjoyed that. So yeah, pilot was, I would say I want to be pilot too. Um, but I tell you, like shooting the gun is super fun. Not boring, huh? No. <laughs> if you're having a stressful week and things aren't going as planned, pew 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 is super fun. <laughs> oh yeah, you trying to make me through those noises. I, were you gunner? Uh, probably one time. Yeah, yeah, I think she got, she, I think, uh, you didn't like the pew-pews? Or you just uh, want to relax a little bit more? Or, yeah, you want to relax. Or pew-pew, you try to make me get in Star Wars. That's right, I'm not. Pew-pew! <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready to talk about our main, main subject for the evening? Okay, so guys, Star Wars land. Do-do-do! Now it's time to head over to Area 71. girls and boys so here's our main subject for the night star wars land <laughs> cue music I did that for you. See what I did there? That that's what I have in mind for Oaken's Canteen music. Yes, it's, it's yes. not perfect. I don't. I, I I might be missing some notes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did go to Ogos Cantina. Now, do you want to start? Which is super fun. Did you want to start at the beginning, like when we first walked in? Or what are you thinking? You want to jump to Olga's Cantina? Well, yeah. <laughs> I was, just too I want to talk about when we first walked in with okay. Elias being so excited that uh -huh. he actually made me cry. Made you cry? Everything he said sometimes makes me cry on the inside. Oh, <laughs> sweetie, he's, he just has different, uh, different likes than you do. It's fine. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. We're going to have to do some Star Wars therapy with Fiona tonight. Okay, fairly so. Elias... He was just so excited because, yes, they did it. They finally have a non-wishing side to Disney. So he got excited for Star Wars land because he was, he thought he was, he was so 
so free with with all the believing and cuddliness to orig original Disney and, and and afterwards they like the interpretations of their usual films are are poopy and so I yeah I blurred I I blurred my thoughts had an anger fit and cried oh I'm sorry it, it was when we we almost went to the park itself oh okay okay so it's on the way to the park so it sounds like Elias likes Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and he was kind of insulting other lands, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's probably saying this is better than this for him. Yeah. And that's yeah. legitimate because... And he suddenly mm -hmm. thinks original Disney is repetitive. Okay. A lot of the uh, princess stories and a lot of that stuff. Yeah, it, it could seem, seem very repetitive to him. They're not his, that, not his thing. For sure. He likes the Marvel movies. He likes the Star Wars movies. Yeah, it, it just, he just wants any, anything that has a serious or, or like Getty feeling okay. to him. Uh -huh. if, if there's a backstory of a Disney movie, yes, he might check it out. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that's the magic of Disney is that they have a little bit for everybody. Right, right. <laughs> and he did, he did everything that you wanted to do, pretty much. Yeah, and he and we did what he wanted to do. Not the time where the siblings are like ride, 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 but the other ones all like show, 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 character, character, character. You, you want to do character, character, character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we have to make some compromises for sure in our family of what we're gonna do, so that everyone gets to do a little bit of everything they want to do because there's a lot to do. So as you can tell, Fiona is not the biggest of Star Wars fans. <laughs> I, I'm trying to deal with you. I'm trying to get in it. Get in it. I, I, hey, I've watched the whole Mandalorian show so far. Yes, she did watch all the Mandalorian shows. So, yay! So, it is <laughs> it's definitely a different genre from what you would choose. But you used to not like puppets either. We just had this huge conversation about the Muppets. Yeah. So, you've come a long way. But, but, but yeah. I also did not like live action. Not as much, as, as long as it was very friendly, kid-friendly. Um, uh, well, unlike, like, wiggle, wiggle-type friendly. Oh, you like the wiggles, yeah. <laughs> All right. Star Wars Land? Yeah, Sorry, and like a, Ready I, for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? <laughs> when we send Muppets, yes, it's nearby the, the mini Muppet area. Oh, yeah, okay, so here, here we go, because we're talking about the Muppets, because that's the side we entered. <laughs> yep. That sounds good. Okay, so we entered on the left side uh, of the parking. So you pass the Muppets area and the Muppet Vision 3D. And Rizzo's Pizzeria. Rizzo's Pizzeria. So the you know, New York facade in the city. And then there's a bridge that you see. And you go under the bridge. Is Rizzo's Pizzeria not meant to be good? Oh, uh, <laughs> It's it's currently closed. Yeah, it's currently. <laughs> well, it's not the best pizza. It's... That's not like going to be a Napoli. Hey, Marco's Pizza. When we, when we keep getting it, mm -hmm. it's it's just plain crust. Okay. <laughs> I think you want to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> You're oh, cracking me up. See, this is this what makes me keep going with Star Wars Land. I talk about something off topic. I know, I know. It's cracking me up. Okay, so as you're going under the bridge, 
uh, you'll notice that things start to deteriorate in the bridge and it's kind of breaking and running into the landscape. And it's, um, it's a unique experience going under a bridge into a new land. I can't think of a land that you enter that way any, anywhere else. Um, and so as you exit from the bridge, uh, off to the left is the Rise of the Resistance, which we did not get to ride. And it's funny because there's a lot of land saved for a line. Basically, there's lots of there's hey, a is, whole queue area ready for it. Is most things meant to be closed because everything's chlorine outside? Yes, yes, everything's closed right now at, at Walt Disney World. Yeah, but I would think if the chlorine cools down, will will we go back to a summer vacation? Well, we plan on going in August, so we'll see. But uh, so there was two factors of being able to ride the Rise of the Resistance. One, you had to get there. Um, right when the park opened and then go into a lottery and get a, a number essentially. So there is that risk of not even being able to get a number, you know, your phone, not catching it, but then you had to return within an hour to the ride. So if it had just been one or the other, our family could have done it. But with those two, it's very limited to families that have, um, multiple children with different, uh, anxiety issues, sensory issues, because you could maybe be able to get one on track, and that's a big maybe. I mean, if you just have one kid with a sensory issue, yes, but when you're dealing with three kids, not all necessarily sensory, but anxiety, and we need to leave the park now because we a don't lot do wipes. Pardon? Take a lot of wipes. Take a lot of wipes. Yeah. So we we need to leave the park now, and we we're not coming back. That's, it was kind of a, a done deal for us. Um, it wasn't going to happen. Uh, it's frustrating because I know this is a system that people think is fair. And I, I always tell my kids, there's no such thing as fair. <laughs> it's impossible to be fair. Like it's, you think something's fair if you either have an advantage or you know you can handle yeah. the situation. So yeah. We can't handle those situations, so it wasn't going to happen for us. And, and that's fine, and we'll wait, because we're used to it. We, we wait for lots of things. Um, we didn't go on lots. We didn't go on Peter Pan for 10 years. <laughs> that's what you need to know. Oh, yeah. Well, I had friends that got there and actually got an assignment in February. They got, like, number 71 or something, and they didn't get on it because it was just a really – slow day for that that attraction wasn't operating so yeah yeah. i mean like you could you could it was just a couple it was a husband and wife she went for her birthday and you know no kids it should be (laughs) optimal to get on it and nope (laughs) didn't happen so i could totally see like you know if you if you've got multiple issues like oh my gosh yeah Yeah. it's gonna be hard maybe me off off of alice for like 10 years that would kind of erase my memory if 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 Alice was or was not on the ride. Right, right. Yeah, there's certain rides we just didn't go on for a long time. Um, but in another okay, video thing, too. check. Video checking. Video checking? Just, just to make sure if you're scared, watch some videos. Oh, yes, yes. So, and another thing, too, is like in your friend's situation where you think you're going to get on a ride, the amount of mm-hmm. work back work that I have to do to prepare everybody for that is just daunting. <laughs> <I can't> <laughs> <tell you. laughs> 
Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a lot. And it won't be like this forever, but it'll be like this for a little while. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's okay. And we'll wait. But so it's interesting when you walk in on that side, there's not a lot. It's a lot of vegetation going on. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like walking into Pandora land. So, you know, it's all foliage and um, there are sounds going on. It's, it's different than what you're anticipating. So you're constantly like hearing something uh, mechanical, like maybe a spaceship that might be coming in for a landing or you hear people working on things or you hear kind of uh, bug noises and that sort of thing. So it's, it's really interesting. It's a very vibrant, changing environment as you're walking in. You, like I said, like a lot of the vegetation and then you get to an area where they have two large ships that you can take pictures with, which is cool. I mean, my husband and son loved all the Android, all the droids. They loved all the ships that were everywhere. I mean, they just ate up the whole thing. And honestly, okay, like when I see like an X-Wing fighter or a Millennium Falcon, it kind of gets me excited too. <laughs> <laughs> I had an X-Wing fighter toy plane as a child. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. I loved it. Loved everything about it. So um, it was interesting because Elias is like, this is it? What's going on? <laughs> He's like, there's nothing here. What? And it's funny because I have it all on video. So you gotta, we got to put a video together. It's just, it's darling. He's like so confused. <laughs> so we're walking in. Um, And then you start seeing civilization being built up around you. The part that is just so, like, awe-striking to me is when you start, you, like, you're walking up into the city. So there's, like, steps, and the elevation is gaining as the buildings are gaining. So, and you're kind of, like, it's a narrowing corridor, and it, like, opens up. And, um, the, you know, you'd see Elias just go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. See, that, that, <laughs> that was like my feelings on this, that like, oh man, I need to get into Star Wars. And it opens up and there's, oh, the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> you know? And it just, you just come around the corner and it's, you don't know what you're passing. Like we passed shops and, uh, we passed all this stuff on our way in. It just was absolutely amazing to me. Yeah, so you're passing. Um, we passed the uh, Toy Darien toy maker. We passed the creature stall and the jewels of Bith and Kate Sakaw's kettle. Honestly, we never saw them. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just got so exciting. As you see, if it's like Star Wars fantasy land. Yeah, and then the Ronto Roasters, we kind of just like went all the way around that area and we didn't even see it because you just, you see it like climbing with the elevation. That's all you're concentrating on. To the right was, you could see where the lightsaber was and it's kind of um, sunk down into this little area where they go into, as you're going up, they're right below and the Droid Depot is, is right before you start climbing too. And then you see the long line for, uh, was it Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities? Mm-hmm, or yeah. Den? Okay, so that's there. And that, oh man, that's like, you you see that and you're like, oh my gosh, it's 
you see like these huge statues and these huge artifacts that have been drugged there from other societies. And it really like, you're like, oh my gosh, this is like a real place. You could totally visualize this from a movie. It's truly walking into a movie. It's amazing. And then on the left, you know, was the docking bay seven. And we'll talk about that later because we, you know, ate there. But like I said, like, <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> you walk in. And you kind of like walk to the right and there's the Millennium Falcon. And it's funny because you have to go around the corner to see it because the way they have you angled going up to the left and then to the right. And it's this big open area and there's just people kind of uh, assembling all around and you see the standby line for the Millennium Falcon. And then by then, you know, they had the fast pass line. So we were, we were using the fast pass line. But it, it truly is it's so much different than I thought it was going to be. And I'm, I, was, I was kind of disappointed in the reports that I heard. Um, I think people were heavily critiquing it when maybe they just need to take a step back and appreciate it for what it is. I mean, it's just a fun, fun place to be. What do you think, Fiona? <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I, I, had, I totally had some... Thoughts if I wondered, uh, to make these make these park videos brighten, we wanna catch in some meet and greets. Mm-hmm. But obviously everyone's like rushing to to meet the these tickly Comic Con type characters. So, because they just it's just, it just feels so new and oh my gosh, we're back to, to these huggable Star Wars favorite characters. Yeah, it's pretty difficult to do any kind of meet and greet because it's very fluid and they walk around and there's not really a line. Sometimes there is just by the nature of what it is. So we saw Chewbacca and we were there like, oh, there's Chewbacca. And then just like this rush of people came from behind me and I'm like, oh, (laughs) it's a little scary. So we kind of backed away for that to happen. And we saw Ray walking around and she was hanging out with some of the smaller kids and that was really cool. Um, but yeah, the, so the meet and greets are a little, you should be pretty aggressive and we're not that family. We're not going to like jump in and be aggressive. We're going to kind of wait until uh, we can have a moment because we need that time with a character. Um it's more, it, it, there's just some elements that we need to control as a family and get a lot of like boundaries set up before we can do the meet and greet. So I don't, so it's less awkward moments and I'm not having to parent the whole time and we can have a more leisurely moment with that character and have a good moment with that character. And Fiona can get all her thoughts out clearly without another family like rushing in and kind of pushing us out before she feels like she's finished her moment. That's okay. We'll wait. But, but yeah. Yeah. But it feels like for a pastime, like main characters for, for like, for like, for like out of year by year, it feels, feels like I'm, I'm miss, missing, missing out some, some good, some good moments or if some, characters need some love yeah it's a little frustrating for fiona um in those situations and and hopefully they'll later on they'll have a time where she it will be more accessible to other kids 
Because, you know, it's not really noticeable that she needs that kind of support in those situations. But but I guess if it if it's a... Yeah, yeah I sometimes try, try to deal with the super, superhero type, type characters, but... They're not as cuddly. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> but yeah, people, they do think they have a good personality. People do think... They have some fun personalities, for sure. Yeah, they they have the like the like the good luck personality. Mm-hmm. Now I like when they do the meet and greet over at Star Wars Launch Bay, across the park. Yeah, on the other side of where uh, animation used to be, and you can wait in line, and it's a oh. little bit you you get your own time with the was character. It, was I it like, like Kylo Ren, Darth Vader? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can It switches up. Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, um, BB-8, Chewbacca. Um, I know all of those do beat and greets. Oh, oh yeah. That, that, yeah. That launch bait that that um yeah. that, that killed out the original animation place. It did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's see. Yeah. That's what I mean. It feels like they keep taking in those heroic type characters and blocking out the cuddly type characters. Well, they, they have, in Hollywood Studios, they have brought back a lot of the cuddly characters, though. Well, and Hollywood Studios was built for a different purpose than what it is right now. Hollywood Studios was an acting studio, and that animation studio, they were actually doing animation there. Um, same thing in Paris. And right when they built those, animation transitioned from ink and paint to computer in, in a digital format. So those studios were obsolete almost as soon as they were built. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And so, and and ho- this Hollywood Studios is, is no longer a working production facility like it used to be. You know, you used to go here and you could see like the Mickey Mouse Club or Wheel of Fortune or, you know, you could see them filming different movies at different times mm-hmm. and stuff and so but it doesn't do that anymore so they've they're changing how the they've changed the whole theme of this from um being able to um be behind the scenes and 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 then go in front of the camera in a movie to actually being immersed inside of the movie so it's switched yeah so so that's why you're seeing things like that animation studio go away it went bye bye. Oh yeah. yeah, maybe it's summary. It's why people keep putting their elbows on the tables. Oh, <laughs> I oh, because we we visited um oh what's that place called the Primetime Cafe. Mm, so she's talking yeah, about that's that. Cute yes, one. yes, it's a lot yep. of fun. It really is. Yep. Now they do have cute. They still have cute though. I mean, Toy Story Land mm-hmm. is there. I think that one's. Very, very cute. And we'll see what they do next for this. But so you see the Millennium Falcon here. Oh, yeah. um, And it's a big grand reveal. And you're looking at the Millennium Falcon. And where is the line for smugglers run? Okay. So on the left of it is the fast pass line. Like you'll Uh you'll have the fast pass line. And to the right of it is the standby line. So it's a... It, okay. it was interesting because I think the whole time we were there, it didn't get more than two hours and it usually hung around an hour and 15 to 45 minutes. So I'm thinking... Oh, not bad. No, not bad at all. So I'm thinking they're not doing a whole lot of fast passes. Okay. Is what I... You know, because... 
you know, because that's what kind of slows down a lot of these lines for sure. And um, the line kind of runs like to the right and underneath the Millennium Falcon and inside. We didn't wait in the standby line. Uh, we, you know, we just, we had the fast passes or we used the DAS um, system. And uh, so we, you know, you enter in and, and what's really nice about these, when they build these with the fast pass, these new rides, it's, you're really, you're as immersed as the people who are waiting in the standby, standby line. And so, you know, it was really, I videotaped the whole thing. It's just so darn exciting. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's the freaking Millennium Falcon, people. Get excited. <laughs> we just, we just made the primetime soaring. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. And, and so it's so, I mean, it's just so industrial, like shoved into a mountain. So you see the rocks and you see all the steel, you know, working together and the gang planks. And so you're winding through. It's a pretty long haul on the fast pass line. And that's fine. And so it was really fun, you know, going up and getting in there. And then um, you enter the room with uh, Hondo Onaka. So this is like your first uh, waiting, queue wait area. So they kind of put you in, um, there's like a fast pass side and I think there was a standby side. So you're put in a big queue to listen to his spiel and about we recruiting you. Who, should we mention who he's voiced by? We're going to let Ryan do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can. He was voiced by Jim Cummings. Which I think is hilarious. Legendary, yeah, legendary voice artist for... Who pretty much voiced for Disney. half of a Disney character. Half of Seems like characters. it, huh? He pops up everywhere. Yeah, I was joking before. They just get on the phone. Hey, Jim, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just feels like the, the, rep the repetitive actor... Disney type actors like Corey Burden and um, Jeff Jeff Billen. Okay, now we gotta tell people who those are. Okay, Corey Burden, ah, uh, ah, uh, who kind of took took over half of the characters as well, like Ludwig von Drink, Cap Captain Hook. Okay, and what was the other guy? So Jeff Billen, he who 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 voiced Mr. Smee. Oh okay. Oh, and the uh, technically a lot of characters and Leo and Stitch. Okay, cool. Yeah, f yeah. Thanks for help helping me out. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. So they definitely have people that they lean on heavily for a lot of voice overwork for Disney. Okay, so we've listened to Honda Onaka's spiel uh, Hana's voice yes yes and that's well, that's a great which is kind of he, he did kind of have the same tone as the pirates auctioneer for me a little bit yes yeah, definitely the same tone um very smooth movements i know that before they opened the ride uh the mm -hmm. disney imagineers had created a video just showing that one character and um how he was working and that was just it's eerie <laughs> The only thing that they can't do now is people are a little more unpredictable and they jerk, you know, more. We can have their, we can jerk and they're, they're more fluid moving in their actions. So then um, they send you down a corridor. So you're basically, you're on the Millennium Falcon and you can start seeing the structure of the white panels and it's clean, very clean, pretty Millennium Falcon. 
that you're walking mm-hmm. into. And then you get into a, the room where they have the chess board set up with the seating around it. And um, there's like little alcoves. And so you're in that big community space at that time. And let me tell you, they rushed me out of that area way too fast. <laughs> like We're like, okay, get it. Oh, no picture. So I have a picture of the chess table and I think a little bit of video, but we're not really there. And it was really funny because the woman's like, oh, well, you get a chance. Uh-uh, I did not get a chance. <laughs> That's all I'm so I have to go back again and sit there still like... I don't think that's very fair. (laughs) Anyway. That's funny. And I can't remember how many, like they may have had like four different groups in that room. And one of the cast member pulls you aside and you're, there's six, you know, members in a, in the cockpit. So there's two pilots, two gunners and two engineers. And, um, I did pilot and gunner. Elias was pilot both times, my son. Adia was pilot, and then did she do engineering or gunner? Was uh, she across from I, you? I would think engineering. Yeah, I think she did engineer. She did really enjoy her pilot uh, yeah, she's experience. The, because she's the sassy lady herself. She she's can't a, do much. She was a little overwhelmed by the whole experience. She is not a video game player. Um, so she's not used to the joystick action or having control over something on a screen. So but as you might bring bring up to my mind, as I as I teach, as I always get talked from from it from every YouTube video, YouTube video or typically a simple T of of games I usually play. Oh, you you have some experience with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so ha- doing a flight simulator was a little much for uh-huh. her. So keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeff, my husband, did gunner and he did uh, engineer. Yeah, it, oh, no, no, he did gunner both times. And then we always got like the odd person in our vehicle. Oh, no, no, no. It was, oh, no, you and dad were gunner. Sorry. AD only went on it once. I'm like, I'm, I'm hey, you say I could be an odd person. Right. Okay. So Adia was the pilot. And the second time we went on it, she wasn't feeling very good. And we, she actually stayed at the hotel that day. So we did a short day in the parks and she stayed at the hotel and rested. Um, and then Jeff was gunner both, both times. And then our first ride, we had one odd person in the back engineer. That's what's going to happen if you're a single rider. So most likely you're going to be engineer. And then they assigned us first to it. And then the other two people in our group got engineer that they assigned to our group. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun. Pew, 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 <laughs> <laughs> And then there's like, the, you know, they have... It's, you can do automatic or you can do manual. Oh, there's no way I'm doing manual. Oh, that's not happening. I don't even want to know what that looks like. <laughs> Unless you go on this ride every day or every other day and you've been on there a while and you know what's going on. As if you see the, the complicated ship ship gear of a million buttons and you say put, push that one button, but one button... There's no arrow, arrowing map. 
map for that. Right. When there's the big button to push, it's nice because it just lights up when you're supposed to do something, which is really special because that you need that. <laughs> there's no way you can guess what to do. So we did okay our first run through. Um, Adia and Elias, like, know your kids. Like, if they're going to fight about something, they're going to fight about this. Because, like I said, one of the pilots is going up and down, and one is going left and right. So it worked much better when it was Elias and I were the pilots than Adia and Elias, because they kept each of them kept telling the other one they were doing the wrong thing. That's <laughs> just, just insane. Because I'm, like, sitting there going, um, just worry about what you need to do. Just worry about what you need to do. Just worry about what you need to do. But, oh my gosh. So I think Adia got to do the hyperdrive the first time and Elias got to do it the second time. But, oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's it's entertaining with our family for sure. But it was a lot of fun. We went on it twice. Um, yeah, definitely going on it every single time I go. We got We were better the second time because you, you get the ratings. I didn't, okay, that's another thing. You know, they have that whole play app on your phone and you, know, you have to like get it all set up and so it collects your points. I can't. I just can't. That's a whole new level of I can't do this. <laughs> it didn't happen. So it didn't get collected on our phone, but we did better the second time than we did the first time and our ride was longer. Like more things happened. Because oh, interesting. Yeah, we did something right. Like for the play up, not to get that much things memorized, as if it's like you only been on Mickey Minnie's railway railway ride once. Yeah, I like the trivia, but the play the play up's difficult connecting to the ride, especially if there's five of you and three are children. That's it's very difficult. But yeah, so that was kind of exciting. Um, I don't know what we did right. <laughs> but yeah you just like well hey, you we... flew them you flew the millennium falcon that's what you did right that's, 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 right. That is, that's what you did right <laughs> oh i know that was fun it was it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it it is um if if you have stomach issues this is not your ride because I'm pretty sure you're going like completely face down at one point and completely up another point and like tilting all the way to the left and tilting all the way to the right. <laughs> yes, it's a motion simulator on a gimbal is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you go upside down. I think that's the only thing you don't do. <laughs> yeah, pretty intense. It is. It is. Like if you if you have problems with Star Tours, this ride is not for you. <laughs> but yeah, this is... Um, yeah, definitely like Star Tours, like 10.0 for sure. So what was it like getting off the ride? So you, when you exited, what was that like? Um, I, 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 I don't know anything the other one I saw getting off. So yeah. I don't know if, if it can be any better. Like someone said like things like change. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it's did it feel, to look did like. Did it feel like you were still getting off the Millennium Falcon? You like you it felt like you got on and got off, and the way they did the line, it felt like you were in the Millennium Falcon the whole time. That part, no. You're kind of because okay. you come off this side and down some staircases, and you get off. So it's much more pedestrian. 
than ah. the feeling getting on. Yes, the build up to get on is is great. And then it's like, okay, get off. <laughs> yeah. So it was the white panels and like the Millennium Falcon. But, you know, like I said, like there's a bunch of people going into the section to all go down the same area to get out. So it wasn't the same feeling def- no, as, you know. But it's over, and at that point, you're not even paying attention to what's around you. You're talking about your experience. Yeah. So, but it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, and I can, I, I would, I, I can't wait to go on it, and I can't wait to be able to sit at the uh, hollow chat, the hollow board. Yeah, <laughs> you hollow, and me both. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I think they call it something like uh, Dejeric or something like that. My Arabesh is terrible, so all of the Star Wars fans are probably freaking out with us right now. <laughs> the diehards are like, oh my gosh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, but I can't. I, that's what I call it. The hollow, did, the hollow. Did you say starburst? Uh, it's it's like uh, Dejeric. It's what it is. What it's called. Oh, you mentioned some candy puns right there. Oh, oh. no. Yeah, that's, the, that's Dejeric. Yeah, Dejeric. Invented long before the Clone Wars, Dejeric was in fact like chess and Mobius, a variant of the even more ancient game of Shaw Tish. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The name, the name. I love, uh, I love the made up names. Oh, it's like my, it's like my son explaining because they're doing like, they're creating their own planet and their own creatures. So he's making up all these words and I'm like, why don't you just pronounce it for me? <laughs> Or teach, teach your drawings how how to describe them. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. So yes, I'll be going back and I'm riding the Millennium Falcon. Okay, so Fiona, out of five Mickey ears, how it's okay if you don't give it five. I don't care. It's okay. You're not hurting my feelings. Out of five Mickey ears, what do you give Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run? Okay, I, I just I, I just feel like a. I just feel like a five because for me, rain on that ride, it, it felt like I had a bit of a, a bit of a cheers on, 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 on it, on edging, on edging what's there for me to, to control, oh, or, or if it's like I have a new deep feeling to keep going in a adventure. So you want to keep going on it? Yeah, I, I would okay. try. Yeah, my only... No. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Do, do you exit into a gift shop? Yeah. No. yeah. We do? Oh. Yeah. Not yeah. that... Your, your mom doesn't remember one. <laughs> you kind of remember one. That's funny. Yeah. No, I don't really think so. That's funny. <laughs> I don't remember one. That's me. Oh, my gosh. I'm such a maroon. There was a gift shop? Probably, or Probably. if I'm thinking, or maybe if I'm thinking of Star Tours. Well, Star Tours. Yeah, Star Tours has one for oh, sure. That one is yeah. so intense. It just absolutely kills me every time because it's like getting my family out of the Star Tours store is just, oh, nails on a chalkboard. There, there's so many customizations yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember there being one, and if it was, it was very small. Or if there was okay. if there was scary parts to smugglers run for old people, old people, I don't think there was. 
So then after Smuggler's Run, what did y'all do? Did you go to Oga's Cantina or did you go get, what did y'all, did you get, did you go get milk? Yeah. So um, after we went on Smuggler's Run, so you're kind of in the resistance side still for all of that. And then as you make your way, um, you come out of the Smuggler Run uh, area, you pass Olga's Cantina on the left, and you go down, and you kind of get into the First Order area where they have like a big, one of their big ships uh, sitting up on a platform, which is prime photo time for sure. And you see some more of the rock formations, and you see the line for Olga's Cantina. <laughs> And there's the milk stand right there. So we had to do the milk. Absolutely. I mean, you got to do blue milk, right? So we, it's a little pricey. So um, I'm like, oh, oh dear, what does this taste like? Oh wait, it's it's it, it it's it's milk. It's milkshake good. <laughs> yeah. So there's no milk in it. Um, and there's no milk in Dole Whips. So, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like a candy ice cream. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a candy, citrusy, um, it, it tasted creamy taste to it. It's it's good. Um, you definitely want to try it. It's refreshing. I don't know if I'll buy it every time just because it is so pricey. It's a disguise to dairy. Right, and you don't get a whole lot and it's in a really nondescript plastic cup was it's kind of yeah i wish there's i know they want to upsell you to yes the, that would be a police police attack if you take it yourself <laughs> so um you they want they want you to upgrade and i wish there was just a little bit more to the cup like had like at least a picture on it. So I feel like I've had the full experience. Um, Cause you know, it's $8 and I'm sure that's, it's going to go up from there, but we all tried it and everyone really enjoyed it. I'm not like the hugest uh, sugar candy person. So it's, you know, I, I like the Dole Whip better than the blue milk, but I think the kids really liked it more than I did. Like, wow, you drunk candy for breakfast yeah the kids really yeah ice is like can we get another one can we get another one <laughs> i go do you got eight dollars no okay <laughs> <laughs> oh growing up there was no way our dads would have gotten us milk <laughs> oh my gosh no oh no oh could you imagine oh. no i don't even think we had go ahead i don't even think they yeah. gave us any liquids during the day how did we not <laughs> Just Pass keel. out from dehydration. <laughs> I don't understand. There's a drinking fountain. I mean, seriously, I don't remember ever drinking water as a child, and I never like heat stroked, which is amazing. Oh yeah, but yeah, so that's a really cute area. Now, what I thought was really cool coming out of the the first order area, there's um, kind of a little atrium set up and it has like a pole like a real um piece together pole that's has stringing fabric from the top and you can you kind of go in here to get out of the first order area and it's just so quaint and kind of quiet and nice and they have like a bunch of droids over to the side you know stacked up parts i really liked how they had areas where they would condense 
it down and kind of take the pressure off of mass crowds and then it would open up again pretty quickly so you weren't claustrophobic but it was kind of just refreshing to not see you know 200 people and you'd only see like 10 or 12 and then it would open up again and um be kind of another like little fun surprise you know they we didn't go into the joy depot but there's uh, droids outside you could take your picture with and then they kind of had like a shed where people had parked their space cruisers and so you could go over there and hear all the fun sounds uh it's you know it's a lot like pandora land where you just hear like nature and here you kind of just hear civilization and people working on things so i i mean i really i really enjoyed um all the little kind of surprises but you got to see everything too so, so it sounds like the land itself is also an attraction in addition oh, yeah. to the attraction. Right, right. And we didn't even get to the play Disney because you're just taking everything in there and really trying to like navigate where you're at. And so, you know, we just had fun kind of looking around and finding cool little things. And so it was a lot of fun for us. It was. All right. So do we figure about saying about the Disney dining all right. Since I'm, I keep smelling onion soup from here. <laughs> We're having onion soup for dinner. So, uh, so Ryan, do you want us to talk about Olga's Cantina first or Docking Bay 7? Um, let's go with Docking Bay 7 and then we can go to Olga's Cantina next. Sounds good to me. So Docking Bay 7 overlooks the Millennium Falcon area. It's even, it's a little, it's elevated. So you actually can. And they did have some seating down below uh, that overlooked Den of Antiquities. So that was kind of cool because you could kind of sit there and look at all the huge antiquities outside. But we kind of went in an odd time, so there was nobody there. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> We're like, and cool. This is, this is a part to, to, to the range of shows when I'm all like, is there ketchup? Is there ketchup? Is there salt? Is there salt? I can't survive. Right. So none of the condiments are out. It's very stark. Like you see, there's the soda fountains on the wall. So you know what those are. But there's not like the typical condiment station where you can get your napkins and your ketchup and mustard. You have to go up to the place where you get your food to get everything you need. Basically, and is there any? And I'm kind of thinking they're gonna go towards that a lot more now when the parks reopen. Probably. I I I, I think you know post COVID nineteen, I think we'll see a lot more where you're having to go up and get that just for sterilization purposes. Right, a lot less of the buffet sections like they mm-hmm. have at the rent restaurantosaurus in yeah. Dino Land. Yeah. Or in, where you have to pump the ketchup. Yeah, where where <laughs> one particular particular fast food child would t- would totally dug dug in in those places. As we we can always put put, put our tables on the counter and 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 our elbows elbows on the count counter and, and have <laughs> our and have our flesh and in, in, into more deep fried stuff. Right. Yeah. So everything there looks like it came from parts from something else. And there's kind of a small doorway entrance. And then it kind of opens up into this big atrium area with pretty high ceilings. Where it kind of features everything. 
that pe- people are pretending to dig up. Right, right. Like things they found around to build it. And we did the mobile app ordering, so we, you know, had a seat and kind of waited. But there wasn't a line, but still with our crew, it's just a lot easier to do that. And our part for this, for for this recipe, we all like, are there any flavored drinks? Are there any flavored drinks? But (laughs) no, we're on a drink diet. Yeah, so we're trying to cut down in our our, the soda because it is so expensive. You know, it's like four fifteen a cup now. So four times four is sixteen. So we, I think we brought Sprite with us though. Like we had a bottle of Sprite, so we got cups of ice, and you can get water and stuff up at the so so it was a tiny cheers for me. Yeah, and they were so nice. Like we actually brought a bottle of Sprite, and it got knocked off the table, and they like brought us a brand new Sprite, and we're like, well, it's not from here, and she's like, oh, that's okay, and we're like, oh, thank you. That's really nice. It is, because it's going to get a little tense in this place. Oh, yes, we had the rock. You can see the rocks coming through the wall and the clean minimalism. Okay, so what we got, we got the beef pot roast with, um, comes with like pasta and kale and mushrooms. And then um, that was nice and hot. And they had the shrimp and noodle salad, which is cold. I don't know why I ordered that. I like hot things when I'm out, but I still enjoyed it. <laughs> it was good crisp when shrimp. It, like you when can it's tell. It's just me that I like crispy, warm stuff. Yeah. You can tell when shrimp's been frozen. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And this had not been frozen because it had that snap to it. And I think you and Elias had the fried chicken, right? I agreed. Yeah. And uh, it was like with the mashed potatoes mixtured with peas and carrots. Yeah, they snuck some vegetables in those mashed potatoes. (laughs) That I can handle. Right, right. And they had the macaroni and cheese, which is the typical macaroni cheese you see throughout the parks. Yeah, I don't think they had any stuffing. No, uh uh. But it was good food, it was very comfort food level. Uh, I think the food there is probably a little bit more expensive than some of the other counter service choices you have in the park, but it's definitely for the experience for sure. So, and, um, I, I think I really enjoyed sitting in there. It was nice and comfortable temperature, which is always nice. Kale and mushroom sounds good. Yeah. Jeff had that and he enjoyed it. Uh, do I like it for the food? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, the kids really enjoyed their fried chicken. So, all right, you have anything else to say about Docking Bay 7? Or are going to move on to Olga's Cantina? Oh, that's another reason we didn't get drinks at Docking Bay 7. We actually went to Olga's Cantina first and then went to Docking Bay 7 because there's not really any food at Olga's Cantina. I, I know it's, it's kind of the wrong time of dieting your stomach. Mm-hmm. The wrong order time. So we had our beverages and then had our meal. Yeah, so it's like, yes, Oga's Cantina, if you if you had mind that you would just rest there, or, nope, nope, too bad. If you had <laughs> mind that, that you could just grab, just order what you, when you want to, nope, too bad. <laughs> I don't. 
Olga's Cantina. Okay, so let's let's talk about some of the positives first, or, or how we got into Olga's Cantina. So we had a reservation, and you actually get in a line when you get there, and your whole party has to be there before they allow you to enter. And and there's a good reason for that. It's there's a there's a lot of like here's your space on the bar and you're standing, kind of a situation. And that is um, where we were. We were at the bar, and so we had to wait for everyone. I think we had to wait. If yeah, Fiona had gone to the restroom, like everyone wanted to go to the restroom before we got in. So we got in line, and then when our whole group was there, uh, they go in, and there's only four of us this day, so Adia didn't get to experience it. But they got us like a space on the bar, little, like kind of four people, but we were kind of more like three and a half. <laughs> an area so you know we're kind of getting in there to do that and um you get the menu and then you have the shock of the pricing oh my gosh <laughs> and we we just ordered from the non-alcoholic side of the the menu it's um, our par- parfait dream yeah so uh we we did that and you walk in and it was it's so loud in there like, whoa, hello. And we walked in right when uh, all the bartenders were in song along with what was being played by the uh, DJ. Like and if you're whoop. if your autism kid thinks thinks you're you're meant to bring in all your space friends in, in this place. To, yeah, so or you. So what Fiona's talking about is her social skills training that she does at the school. And so they're like her space friends that help her uh, deal with things that aren't the most, the biggest comfort Or did I mention, or was I meant to mention outer space? Outer space, yeah. (laughs) So it was really loud, very chaotic um, stuff. Like, there's no place to rest your eyes. It, I mean, it, it, it's fun. It is. It's the design and well, the architecture is amazing. Run to rest your butts. Yeah. <laughs> so, so standing was not Fiona's optimal situation. They kind of had, so it was a U shape. The bar is a U. And you, right at the bar, they have standing room only around the bar. And then around that U shape, they have narrow elongated tables kind of running the whole length of the bar so it's another level and then they have along the walls they have booths like u-shaped booths around the whole area so if you were a bigger party you probably get a booth like they would wait for a booth to clear up because that was kind of the bigger families were sitting in those and at, like like we said, we had a family to the right of us. We had a family to the left of us. There's lots of families there, lots of kids. Um, it could definitely get awkward if your kids are under four foot ten and you're standing because you're gonna have to hold them up or really keep them close to you. They can't really see what's going on. Um, you, like the people next to us had like a three or four year old, and she's like, I can't see, I can't see, I can't see. So- <laughs> It, you know, and they can't sit on the counter. They can't sit on the bar. So, you know, just keep that in mind because um, the bar is really high, you know. 
Uh, so that was, I noticed that would be kind of a problem with a lot of families. Uh, like I said, the noise level is really high, so that's going to be hard on your sensory issue kids. Uh, I wouldn't have brought Fiona in there if she was seven or under for sure. Cause that would have been way too much. Um, you know, she's done lots of training and she's been in these environments. Fiona, do you want to go back? If, if anyone is acting like they're actually aliens, I, I, I would try because, because of, of how I went, I kind of want more of, 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 of the stuff they brought in. Yeah. The drinks are really fun. And we'll, we'll talk about that. That's definitely, they're super, super fun. And, um, but I know that was really overwhelming for her and we would definitely like one drink and we're out. Yeah. I, I heard the cantina song from star Wars and I was good. definitely uh does not look inexpensive it looks very you've got some expensive juice there so the drinks what are they usually what were they six seven eight dollars for the non-alcoholic yeah yeah so about eight i say the average seven or eight dollars was the average seven, yeah um like they they had like two snacks we couldn't the cheese board oh lord i think that was around 20 um, Jeff ordered the crispy galaxy snack bits with spicy tremola dip. Um, so it's a little more exotic. The chips in there, uh, I'd say they're Asian more inspired taste to it. So, you know, it's not gonna, oh, our kids were kind of, mm, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and I ate it. <laughs> um, so um, so we had you know we had the non-alcoholic drinks. Uh, we had the carbon freeze. So that was the Powerade lemon lime, wild strawberry, blueberry, and green apple popping pearls. So what yes, was Yes, it's like a it's like a oh my oh my dizzy mouthwatering par parlor. Yeah, Fiona loved this drink. It had I don't anything I see, I, I probably had the grab or anything raspberry. Yeah. I think it it had like something. I don't. I don't can they put dry ice in a drink and it be okay? <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. like a little pocket at the bottom with dry ice with yeah. little holes, so the bubbles would come yeah. up. And so it's oh, it was off. It was just so much fun. And they had the little pop, those little pearl poppy Japanese um, bobo pearls, and they're like bouncing in the beverage and. You know, Elias and Fiona's eyes just like lit up. They were like, oh, you know, it was, it was really, really fun. It was really fun for the kids. It's and like at, I had to try it too. At the words, when, when I, when I got, got all, all, all that swampy stuff, but I, I just gulped down all, all those little baby eggs myself. <laughs> And then I think Elias had the hyperdrive. 
which is just the power Powerade Mountain Berry Blast, white cranberry juice, black cherry puree, and Sprite. We figured that was safe for him. And yes, you wouldn't you wouldn't think we mentioned Pandora when when it's a reminder for for those je- Jello eggs. The Jello eggs. They have Jello no, eggs in no, Pandora. No. That, no. What was that? And and that the, and that drink. The popping pearls. Popping pearls. Oh yeah, they have it on the food in Pandora. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got you. And this is a cursing because I'm getting hungry. <laughs> and then. Um, Jeff had the Jamba Juice with a Simply Orange with Pineapple, Kiwi, Cantaloupe, and Blueberry Popping Pearls. And that's good, too. I mean, you, honestly, you can't go wrong with fruity drinks, you know. And then the, it was fun having the Popping Pearls in there. That really made it a lot of fun for the kids. And then I went to the right and had Oga's Obsession. And it comes in a Petri, je- petri dish. It's Jello, So it's lemonade and then they have cotton candy on it <laughs> with blueberry popping pearls in the jello and then they have like a cranberry dried fruit mixture with pop rocks that's awesome <laughs> it's all sorts of awesome it was so much fun i really liked it i liked it a lot it was really a lot of fun but yeah it's a really fun environment uh you definitely get those uh star wars episode four vibes going in there you know it's pricey but it's fun it's it's a treat it really is a treat it's not you know an every time kind of a thing but it is definitely at least once maybe every other time experience okay all right does is there anything else you want to know about uh star wars land ryan well, I think you guys talked about like almost everything that you all got to do there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's two other, there's two like really expensive experiences there, the Droid Depot and Savvy's Workshop, Droids where you build your own droid and Savvy's Workshop where you build a lightsaber. Right. But those are $100 to build a droid and about $200 to build a lightsaber. So that's very costly. <laughs> yeah. And I did put it towards my kids. I said... Yeah, I talked to Elias and I said, well, if that's what you want to do, that's kind of your birthday. You know, yeah. we wouldn't be doing your birthday party. You could you could do this. And he's like, uh, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Is he that not choice. your little scoop of ice cream? And any, anything delicious around for your party. Yeah, yeah. So, and um, that's kind of like he wants to have more of experience with people than just having a toy at the end. Yeah, and I thought he says, wait, Star Wars could be your happy place. And I don't know. I've seen some people who are a little p- suspicious there. Who said that? Elias? Elias. Oh, it's some suspicious people walking around. <laughs> He's funny. But yeah, it was, yeah, it, it's one of those things where you kind of have to pick and choose what you want to do. Like, you know, we did Olga's Cantina in the milk stand. Um, you know, the kids, you know, the droid and the, the lightsaber. He really likes lightsabers. But, you know, you have to like, I always kind of present it to my kids. Well, if you do this, then we can't do that. So what would you rather want to do kind of a situation? And then they make the decision from there. So, because you can't do everything. No, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You have to make a choice. <laughs> so I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I highly recommend Star Wars Land. Ryan, you and I need to go. Yes. Experience this Agreed. together. Absolutely. 
Maybe it's mm-hmm. it's just me with with the drinks in Star Wars Land and the safe <laughs> savory of food. Yeah, she picked the the best drink at Oga's Cantina. She got the winner for sure. Yeah, the carbon freeze. Yes, yes, that was that was the best drink on the menu. A funnest drink. All right, Fiona, how many Mickey ears out of five would you give Star Wars Land? Maybe a four because because as quarantine, it was hard. It was hard for me to get to get every everything, but it felt like some feel some things felt like a bit of a bit of a draft for me. Okay, so you're you're growing slowly, growing into Star Wars, but still not like yeah yeah yeah. But 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 yeah. Well, if obviously nowadays, yes, when you said gift shop, uh, obviously paying off with. Obviously, freeing out the Mandalorian when they keep pushing that Baby Yoda character. Baby Yoda. Yes, that's that's <laughs> another thing. Yes, they had lots of the child Baby Yoda merchandise <laughs> at the parks when we were there. Then they're I I'm pretty sure they're probably gonna they're probably gonna plan a, a animatronic Baby Yoda meet and greet. Oh yeah 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 I can definitely see that in the future for sure maybe the Mandalorian too. Uh yeah. I can almost yeah. see the Mandalorian before the Baby Yoda because it'd be, it'd be easier. Yeah, I just feel it's like that that one rule where they just they're just they just keep pushing on a Pacific character Pacific character drift drift off once so far. Are you talking about the Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, I'm gonna give the land five stars because honestly, I don't know how you do it any better. Oh my gosh, it's it's the best land that they've ever built. So. There you go. Hey, I could get give it a five because I, I think I have a hope, hopes on of how how the graphic of the space was, okay. the graffiti of the space was. All right. And yeah, and on the Smuggler's Run, I don't know how you'd make that ride any better. It's pretty darn good. Um, you yeah, there's a position for you on there. Like if you just want to kick back and enjoy, the, definitely the engineer. If you want to pew pew it away. You know, <laughs> cutter. <laughs> and if you want to really be involved, you know, be the pilot. So, I mean, I'm going to give it like five stars because I think it's an absolute must do at least once while you're there. I mean, I could see like going on it again in the same day. I would. I don't know if I could get my kids to do it, but probably Elias. I could get Elias to do it. <laughs> He was pretty excited. He's a, he's a, and, oh, you, and, you could get me to do it on a loop. Okay. Let's go. Loop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. <laughs> See, this is why you and I need to go to Star Wars land. <laughs> we need to do it on a loop. I know. We just need to have our morning in the park and y'all come and join us later. <laughs> yeah. Morning in the park. <laughs> Mornings. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we did um, the cars ride on a loop. That was awesome. Radiator Springs racers. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Single rider loop. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a bit of a wait by looking at these these building details when you're thinking about saving something, someone who's been left home. Oh, Adia. Yeah. Yeah, she can get to. Well, she she got it. To experience Star Wars Land for one day. So I think we did pretty well. All right, girls and boys. So so I I would say just yeah, just just get get your game on. Yep, there you go. That's a good one. I think that's it for Star Wars Land. 
so back once again by popular demand, oh, by my demand, <laughs> and his willingness to do it, uh, Elias is here to tell us about his first impressions of Star Wars Land Galaxy's Edge Black Spire Outpost. So Elias, I want you to kind of walk us through when we first came out from under the tunnel and into the land. Like, what were your first thoughts? My first thoughts were like, there's not that much stuff here. <laughs> it was so weird because it was like nothing at first, but the more, the more you go into it, I'm like, oh, there's actually stuff here. Because <laughs> before it was kind of mesh, but then I actually like saw the actual stuff the further we gone into it. So you're talking about the buildings and yeah, the build yes. up of all the different um, yes. things to see and hear and taste and smell. At first I'm like, oh, this is disappointing. <laughs> well, it was a lot of vegetation. Yes. Not a lot of civilization. Yeah. And But as you went in, you saw it build to be what your, your expectations were? Yes. Okay. So, um... We were able to ride the attraction, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Now, as we came in through the Fast Pass and we met up with um, Hondo, who was the first animatronic we saw that was kind of giving us our information about the task that we were going to have to complete. What did you think about that animatronic that they had there? Uh, it was pretty cool, I guess, because you get the, like, he's telling you how to do stuff and like do a person to person thing with him and he's not like on the screen it's more like you felt it was more interactive yeah 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 that. it was better than just watching another video pre-recorded yes like you see on um star tours yes star tours. and on soren mm -hmm. right so you see a lot of those so it's nice having having the animatronic there give it a three-dimensional depth to it Okay, so as we're leaving that spot, we're going into what kind of was the crew deck, right? So they had the Jezerak chess table there. I know you and Dad were able to sit down at that table real quickly. I think I have a very blurred picture of you leaving there. So what did you think about the crew deck? I mean, did that mean a lot to you? Um, you haven't seen a lot of Star Wars movies, but, you know, that's the deck for the Millennium Falcon. What do you mean? I, I knew that was the deck for the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> So were you excited to see that? Because like I was really excited. To it was be there. cool. It was cool, and I kind of wish they let us explore it more. Okay, good. Yeah, because that's not how I was feeling about it too. So I was wondering if you're feeling the same way. Because it was a very short time that we had, and I believe both times on the ride you were the pilot, correct? Mm -hmm. Did you do the left side and then the right side? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I like the left side more when you move right. To to left. Okay. I don't like the other thing because it's kind of weird that you have to push down to go up and up to go down. Oh, I'm that is like, strange. But I know that's what like actual pilots actually have to use. They put down to go up mm -hmm. in real life, but I f still think it was weird. Okay. Well, and then that, that's good information for people to know if they're going to be riding the ride. So how was it? What? So did you get that really cool feeling pulling, going into hyperspace, though? Because that's oh, yeah, what you that get with the cool. right side. Yeah, that was cool. All right. So the Millennium Falcon ride, out of five Mickey ears, what would you give it? Four and a half. Four and a half? Okay. So what would you consider to be a five? 
Spaceship Mountain. <laughs> Space Mountain? Yeah. So you still enjoy like a roller coaster more than no, the flight simulator? I really like that type of ride because it's interactive and you get to like control it. Mm hmm. Wait, how about four and three quarters? Okay, there you go. <laughs> well, like someone like you, you're used mm. to uh, being in that gaming world and controlling what you're doing in different venues. So it, was it like playing a video game? Was yeah, it similar to that? kind of, but you only get to control one bit of it and not all of it. And you probably are a person that would be easily be able to do all those parts. Uh, do you, why do you think that they, they split up the parts like they did? So if you're in a group... You don't just have to go by yourself, and you get to be with people and enjoy the ride with other people. Yeah. Well, and, and have a laugh. And some of the gaming that you do is similar to that, too. You're usually on your headphones talking to your friends when you're going through when, you, when you're gaming. Yeah, because they control, like, another character. So. Yeah. All right, cool. So, um, I know Cousin Ryan asked me this question, and I was totally oblivious. So, but when we walked off the ride, did you think it was different? Either time, or did they, when we got off the ride, was it similar? Like, something was supposed to happen, maybe. I don't know. I didn't see anything. Did you see anything? Uh, well, I didn't see anything new, but I just felt different. You felt different? Because <laughs> of the ride. I'm like, whoa, it's amazing. So, it was exhilarating going yeah. on the ride, for sure. It is. That's why we like going on attractions and rides and vehicles. Mm. So, um... I know we did our pictures outside the Millennium Falcon, mm -hmm. and we were able to roam around a little bit. I know Dad and you took pictures by some of the androids and some of the other spaceships. Mm -hmm. um, was there any spaceship that you're really interested in seeing on this trip uh, in real life? I kind of like Calvin's ship. It was cool looking. The, the one in the First Order area? Yes. Yeah, that, was, that was really nice to see that one. It was moist, mate. <laughs> Okay, so, um, also, I, I want to talk about, we were able to experience Olga's Cantina. So, what oh. was, like, what, of the environment of Olga's Cantina, what did you really like about the environment there? The drinks and the music. The music you did? Did you like having that loud music kind of penetrating the whole area? Yeah, unlike a uh, funeral. Yeah, <laughs> not Fiona's favorite experience. Yes, and uh, which was your favorite drink? Because I know we all like tried each other's beverages. I liked my drink a lot because it lasted for a long time because it had like crushed ice. Oh, it, it okay. lasted for a really long time and had a good flavor. But I also uh, I liked Fiona's drink as well because of like the bubbling Jello things that taste good, and also like the drink itself tastes good. I also like Dad's drink <laughs> because it also had the Jello thing uh -huh. and also tasted good. Awesome. I, I don't know about your drink though. The, oh, the well, mine shade. was the petri dish. Olga's obsession, so it was the, a little bit different. Yeah, it was kind of strange. The menu also looked cool. Yeah, it's kind of burnt around the edges. Yeah, and you, you also could get those cool-looking cups. Yes. That we, were expensive. I, yeah, we're the, we're the cheap family, so we didn't do that one. But at least they look cool. You kind of thought it wasn't just going to be mostly drinks you thought it was going to have like some sort of food instead of the snacks. Yeah, they didn't have a lot of, of food, right? And we tried... Yeah, it just had a bunch of drinks. 
Right, right. And when we kind of, I kind of warned you guys a little bit going into that. And we were going to go to Docking Bay 7 right after that. So that's definitely something to think about. This is not a place to refill your gut for sure. So Fiona had the carbon freeze and that was the cool with the popping. Yeah, the popping. The popping. Wait, no, I had carbon freeze. Uh, you had hyperdrive. No, oh, no, I had hyperdrive. Yeah, hyper I, I like that. Uh, Dad had Jabba's juice. Jabba juice. And yeah. you had the. Uh, Oga's. Um, Oga's obsession. Oga's obsession. Yes, yes, which was kind of fun. Just like a fun. That was almost the best food they had there, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> That's how, like, I like the jello on it. That, that tasted good. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. The jello with cotton candy and the dried. Fruit and yes. the pop props. It was a kind of a surprise. It was a nice combination. It, it was a kind of a weird combination, though, but it uh-huh. oddly worked together. It did. It did. Okay, so then we went over to Docking Bay 7, and we had lunch, and you um, had, had the chicken. Yeah, I had chicken with mac and cheese. And how was it? Was it kind of typical of other places you've eaten in? The chicken... Tasted different than most places, and okay. the mac and cheese also tasted different than most places. Oh, it did? Okay. Yeah, it kind of had a unique flavor to it, which I kind of like because it made it feel more like Star Wars uniqueness. Yeah, well, I think, it, yeah, it's important. I, I think that's one of the things they were going for is having a unique experience in this land that you wouldn't have And also else. the mac and cheese kind of had a weird shape to it and something about it. Was it more curly? Eh. I don't know. I feel like it was more like thin and not so thick. It had a bigger hole in it. Oh, okay. A little bit of a different noodle. That could have been. Absolutely. And what did you think about the environment of Docking Bay 7? Uh, it wasn't. It was kind of not that much stuff. This It didn't really have that much cool stuff. Other, unlike Ogre's Cancan that had all the surrounding stuff, it didn't really have anything. Yeah, that's, it's kind of like you went from this experience where every single crook, crook and cranny is completely full and it's three-dimensional. And, and they had weird jaws with monsters in them. Absolutely. And then you kind of went to the stark atmosphere of the Docking Bay 7. It just kind of, it kind of looks like an avatar base, just gray and bland, you know? Okay. Like that. Okay. It's more a of a giant like a, box. All right, more of a... Um, industrial place that needs to be clean and sanitized yes okay compared to Ola's cantina which is kind of like just a bunch of people getting together having fun yeah more of a party area all right so anything else about Ogus cantina that you want to talk about or Dr. Seven? people or- clapped really loud there they were like that <laughs> one song where everyone was just like Oof, I just hit that on accident. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot going on, and the bartenders would join in in some of the songs. It was uh, uh, loud. Okay, so but would you want to go back to Ogus yes. Cantina? Okay, all right. I don't um, know about feeling the like. But we need to take Adia anyway. Oh, so. yeah. Adia was like, I'm sick. <laughs> Let me sleep. Yeah, well, that's okay. Sometimes you need to take a break. And would you want to go back to Docking Bay 7? Mm, yeah, because it's the only place in Star Wars land that actually has food. Oh, this is true. That's true. So if you're going to spend any kind of time there, that's like the best. Literally the only thing you can go. It's the only option to you have to use it. 
Go. <laughs> All right. So let's finish our conversation about the blue milk. Mm, blue milk tastes good. Tasted really good. Okay. How would you describe the blue milk? What do you think it reminds you of? It was kind of, it's kind of like creamy, like ice cream, but like more liquidly. Okay. So you could actually like drink it. Uh-huh. Kind of felt a little bit like a root beer float, how a bit of a bit of it's like full liquid and another bit of it's kind of creaminess. Okay. And it had a strange taste to it, but I liked it still. Okay, was it like a sugary, citrusy, different flavor? What are you thinking? It's it was kind of sugary with like a what's citrus? Uh, uh, lemons and oranges, or was it more candy based? Like, is there I, a candy you can think it reminded you of? Uh, not really. Okay. It has a strange taste to it. I have no idea what they put in that. Whatever <laughs> was, it did taste pretty good though. So. Good. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I know you wanted another one. Yeah, but you're like. No, it's too expensive. <laughs> One is good for the trip, for sure. Yep, absolutely. It kind of reminds me of you know the sugary drink at Epcot we had, the with sh- with the shrimp we had. Remember how we oh, had? Oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that because it's okay. kind of like that, like a milkshake in a way. It's more like a smoothie. Yeah. Okay. A little bit different flavor. Yeah, because the one at Epcot's way sweeter, and this tastes like ice cream. Yeah, I think this was that was that was supposed to be a citrusy beverage at what? Epcot. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. All right. So, is there anything else you'd like to add? Hmm. I wish the other ride at Solar's Land wasn't so popular. Like, you have to wake up at like six a.m. actually to get on it. It's kind of weird. Uh huh. Like. We, we can't do that as a family, especially with Adi and Fiona. We wake up at 11. <laughs> I could do it by myself. Yeah, you could do it for sure. Yeah, but we need to do it as a family. So we'll wait until it's a little more accessible for everybody. Yeah, but I don't really see what what's so like, what even is the ride? Well, it's a dark ride, slow moving in the dark. I don't like surprises. those. I don't like that ride. I don't like those kind of rides that much. Okay. I feel like I would like the Millen Falcon ride more because it's faster and funner and exciting and exhilarating. Exhilarating? Yeah. That would be interesting to see. really like dog rides that much. Kind of uh, not that exciting. <laughs> yes. You like the adrenaline rush. Yes. Very. Great. Well, thank you, Elias, for um, coming and talking to us about Star Wars Land again, the perspective of a 10-year-old. You're welcome. Well, thank you for joining us on another episode of Diz Podopolis, and I sure hope that you enjoyed our trip down to Star Wars Land at Hollywood Studios in in Orlando, Florida. We had a blast and we love sharing this with you guys and we're hoping that uh, you really look forward to your next trip to Walt Disney World whenever that's gonna be because I can't wait until we get over this hump with COVID and are down in the valley with it for sure. So Fiona, you wanna say goodnight to everybody out there? Well, 
Well, oh, well, good night, good night, Jim, Jim Cummings. As unfortunately, I, 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 I bet everyone knows you nowadays as in that Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, he's in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. The, the main, the, the Dr. Robotic character. Okay. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you do. Yeah. And Bentil. Bentil? Oh, Benton. Benton. Yeah, Jeff Benton and... Oh, and Corey Burton. Yeah, yeah, I keep having a big... A off pronunciation uh, uh, of the B, of the B's and E's and the U's. And That's R's. okay. You're working on it. All right. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I went on to a Tim Burton, Tim Burton name challenge for the last name. Oh, it's spelled the same way. But yeah, we did have a blast be, because I have a lot. I have a lot of Dini's in and mine and. And the keep track of animation. I I have my new improvement of my Igabod and Mr. Toad painting. Oh yeah, we still have a, a picture that she brought home from her trip that we need to frame. Which is now a new series of 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 arts, right there with with. Well, they, yeah, they do with, the letter with the big letter and mm-hmm. the main characters in them. Right, they have like a letter. I think they're trying to do like the alphabet, and this one is I and T. For Ichabod and Toad. I am a T. <laughs> All right. And you can catch Fiona at Fiona Toad Girl on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook as Fiona Hale Artist. Hey, I, I, I thought it was heater on the inside. <laughs> what is it from? Uh, oh, no. It's our new adventures with the baby. I I did some bad Star Wars lines. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all right, Ryan, why don't you say goodnight to everybody? Good night to all of our listeners. Good night to my mom and Aunt Dolores. And you can catch me at Ryan Flint underscore EDU. On Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm Colleen. Sorry. And you can catch me at Tink Scout on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you can catch Dizpodopolis. You can email us at comments at dizpodopolis.com. Or you can catch us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And we can't wait to hear from you guys. All right. On, on Frank Oz. One, two, three. Mm. <laughs> Is that how we're supposed to do our Yoda Frank Oz? Yes. Good night, y'all. See you real soon. And now it's time for a trip around the park and a kiss goodnight.
Dispodopolis is a EFA Solutions production. All music and interviews remain the copyright of their respectful owners and are being used under the Creative Commons license law. All other content remains the copyright of EFA Solutions, LLC. This broadcast is not affiliated with Disney or any of the Disney properties, and the opinions expressed in this broadcast belong to the hosts and guests.